When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com is brought to you in part by ResponseAttack. Children are our future, and we aim to protect them by advocating for responsible use. Check out R-E-S-P-O-N-S-I-T-E-C-H.com to learn more. CannabisRadio.com presents Grassroots Marketing on location, featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those impacting and evolving the cannabis industry. We now take you on location to the 2018 NCIA Cannabis Business Summit in San Jose, California. And welcome to our post-show coverage here of the NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit 2018 here on CannabisRadio.com. Right now, I'm happy to go and welcome on to our grassroots marketing series, the founder of iHeart, Jane and Jane Technologies. Uh, unfortunately, you, uh, our friend, was not able to be at the show directly, but his team was there and exhibited, and he has some things, uh, some takeaways from the show floor that he could pass along to us. Uh, is Socrates Rosenfeld. Sock, thanks for being on Cannabis Radio once again with us. Oh, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Absolutely. So, from a lot of the interviews that I got to go and do along with uh, Bethany Moore and, and others on the show for the real traction going on with the show was uh, a lot of things are happening where you're seeing a lot of new faces, a lot of new people coming into the, into the space from other sectors, definitely a much more professional uh, presence is being made at every show going forward. And I was just wondering, you know, with your team, what kind of sentiments you were getting from the people that uh, your team met on the show for? Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree. I think, you know, there is a, a level of maturity that we've seen and, and we, we include ourselves in that in terms of, you know, we, we've been going to these shows now for the past two to three years. Um, and it seems like every year this word pro- professional just gets more and more professional. I would say that we're, we are, we are learning about this industry. Those that are in the industry are, are learning more and more and pushing the envelope, whether those are ancillary uh, services, e-commerce, CRM, et cetera, point of sale systems now are becoming much more sophisticated. 
obviously um, things going on farther up the value stream with cultivators, distributors, et cetera. That's where you're seeing, in my opinion, a lot of movement um, coming either from private equity or outside the industry that are looking to get involved. So whether you're looking at it from bottoms up or tops down in, in this market, it looks like everybody's getting a lot more sophisticated and a lot more knowledgeable. And um, the, the playing board is kind of clearing up at the same time. You, usually you see a lot of different joint ventures coming together, partnerships, et cetera. And I think our, people are understanding, number one, uh, I those that do one thing very well will win and, and probably a close number two, you know, those that do number, you know, one thing very well will win if they can also partner with other best in class solutions. And that's what we try to do. And, and something that the, the event has provided for us. Talk to me about what, what kind of themes or what kind of things that were maybe just not in the normal purview that mm. the people at your show that were at exhibiting at the show, the questions that were being asked, the topics that were definitely yeah. new and current that are uh, bringing a lot of relevance, something that you wanted to see that you were surprised you were hearing more about. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we were listening with, with big ears uh, for our own selves, but we heard a lot of talk going around uh, the ancillary space. So, you know, two years ago when we were talking about e-commerce, it was it was met most of the time with whether they're operators or investors to say, "Hey, we're 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 just we're really focused on plant touching um, companies right now. We're really just focused on getting our license, whatever whatever the, those responses were." And now what we're hearing uh, a, a lot of talk around is around these ancillary technologies and to see how they can better either bring uh, more growth to the top line of these operators or you know make more efficient the bottom line help them save costs and so now e-commerce uh, in our lane something that we're very focused on it's almost as if every dispensary is now coming up to us and asking hey what's the best way to incorporate this multi-channel shopping experience to provide not only a, a top-notch, best-in-class shopping experience in the store, mm -hmm. but now operators are starting to think about how to provide a best-in-class shopping experience that starts you know, from their website or from a marketplace. Um, and that's something that we weren't hearing two, three years ago that we are that is quickly becoming a paramount topic uh, at these events similar to um, the Business Summit and, and any other summit that we've gone to since then. So I'm here with Socrates Rosenfeld, founder of iHeartJane and Jane Technology. I got one other question for you, and this is something I've been getting out of just my experience on the show for is that you feel that there's a corporatization in mm. the in the in the in a kind of a bureaucracy being made. Obviously, mm. you know that's where NCIA is coming in, where they're helping to make sure that a lot of things at the sector right now in this very still early phase, as you could say developmental phases of this sector becoming such a big prominent uh permanent fixture for business uh, just in the mainstream very soon i wanted to know what your thoughts are about the possibility that we are getting to those days where some of those corporate giants or some of the some people are going to be coming in to really structure along just how cannabis are going to be operated and how yep. you feel about where that's going 
uh, and if you're feeling the same way. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point and, and a very relevant topic as we continue to move forward and you continue to see prohibition going away in all these different states. Here, this is my thought and our thought is, um, you know, we have some outstanding operators in this space already. Um, and it's, it's up to us, those that have taken the risk and have moved into this space two, three, four, some decades before uh, to advance this industry in the right way. And so what I mean by that is, you know, if we don't police ourselves, there are going to be bigger corporate entities that come in here and exploit the fact that we can't police ourselves. And so, you know, what, what can we learn in, in, in our specific lane? We watch at how online e-commerce in other industries have actually served to compete against brick and mortar retailers. And so we don't want that. We don't want the cannabis industry to turn into an Amazon only show. We love the fact that this is a very local industry built on the shoulders of, of local community people trying to do right to their neighborhoods. And so what I mean by that is here we are, we want to, advance and provide a best-in-class e-commerce solution to our dispensary partners. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we um, we provide a best-in-class solution that's not just for the cannabis industry, but for all of retail. And so, in our opinion, let's use this time where Amazon is not getting involved, where Walmart can't move in, the quote-unquote big corporate businesses can't move in, to say, okay, what are the things that we love about big business, the efficiencies, the organization, the technology, and what are the things that we don't like about big business? Oh, the fact that it consolidates the majority of value at a very few stakeholders in the market. It's not a local, um, you know, there's no local focus to big business. Let's teach big business how to merge those two worlds and let's have it born here in the cannabis industry. So. Um, by all means, you know, I think that comes from those that are in this industry today need to ask themselves a very important question. Why are we in this space? Is it to uh, turn a quick buck and then sell out in two years? Because that's not going to help the the millions of patients that benefit from this product. That's not going to help the, the, you know, the hundreds of thousands of small jobs being created. I think we all have a responsibility as stewards and plank holders in this industry, number one, to preserve the history that has gone from the, the likes of you know people working through this in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, et cetera, that have been thrown in jail, that have you know sacrificed their own lives. That's number one. And now number two, the newer entrants, like a Jane Technologies moving into this space, what are we going to do to preserve the tradition? And what are we going to pr- do to preserve the community focus, the patient focus that has worked so well for the me- medical markets as we transition to more of a, an adult use market? And I think only then um, will we have the voice to go against and, and stand up in front of big businesses and say, hey, if you want to participate, we welcome you. But this is our rules and this is how we're going to play. And, and, and the, and the, you know, the wheels are in motion already before big business can come in there and strip out all the beautiful things that we've worked so hard to, to preserve. And I'll tell you, I believe NCI has done a great job 
with the types of businesses that are coming together at a show like the Cannabis Business Summit because I don't think people are here for a short-term cash grab. I really think everybody's coming here with a commitment for the long haul. I really feel that from everybody that I met at the the show floor. My last question for you is, are you looking for yourselves if there's a particular... Now, obviously, there's a window for the time that we get complete, the prohibition's completely lifted, which is going to happen Sunday. I totally believe that. But is there a window where you feel like there? That's that is the window? Is that the point where you feel like big business will want to intervene? Is mm. it, are we going to have mm. that happen beforehand? Is there a time where you say to yourself, how, how, how does our business need to be set and ready to compete with everybody in the space? Right. How, what's the time frame for that? Because I think everybody might need to have that now. There's not a, a hurry yet, but I think there should be a window saying, okay, a five-year plan in place. By this point, we should be yeah. here. Yeah, I, I would I would venture to say it's somewhere within five years, plus or minus a few years. Um, and, you know, it's it's really the descheduling of the drug that everybody is looking at, um, you know, from one down to two. Primarily for the the fact that now we can run you know medical studies against this and have some real uh, data behind why this plant is so effective in treating so many symptoms that we see, um, I, I think you're going to see after the descheduling of the drug that is when SEC backed companies don't no longer have the barrier to move into this space. You're already seeing participation from big alcohol, big tobacco, big pharma, not necessarily in the U.S. market, but in the international markets to include, you know, our neighbors up north in Canada. Yep. So if we can use that as a proxy to say, okay, look at what Canada did and now look at every big corporate entity moving into that space, that's going to be only accelerated if and when the U.S. market um, gets rid of prohibition. And, and in my opinion, the definition of that would be the descaling of the drug down to from one down to down to two, and at that point, you'll see an, a, a huge influx of uh, corporate entities moving in. And now, for us, and I think for most players in the space, we have to be prepared for that starting today. And and there are some that are trying to do joint ventures, some that are trying to go public, some that are trying to gain market share. Um, you know, all, all of those are on the table. I think at the end of the day, though, we have to go back to basic basics and ask yourself the question, what value am I providing and what value is my company, my brand, my, my, my technology, et cetera, what are we providing and how do I make that value, sorry, sorry for repeating the word, so valuable to the industry that when an Amazon comes in, you know, the community and the industry says, no, well, actually, this is so much more valuable to us. Whatever the answer is for these companies, that's really what we should start thinking about you know, you know, now. It's a matter of, I know we have to wait for the government to make some of these things happen, not focus right. on decriminalizing, focus on descheduling, focus on a repeal yes. altogether. Yes. But what you say is very true. All eyes in October are going to go to Canada we're going to see, I think they're going to make a few mistakes. And obviously the way the government's set there, we're going to see a lot of things that, you know, right. we can apply to what will happen here, but we're going to see it first, firsthand and see what will happen. 
And I think that's going to make a big difference on, as to how our government and how America will, will handle this and finally open the doors all together. Socrates yep. Roosevelt, thank you so much for being on with us. Uh, please, for people to go ahead and reach out to you and learn more, uh, please let us know how we can go and reach out to you and connect. Sure. Um, please visit our website uh, at iheartjane.com or if you have any comments and want to reach out to us, info at iheartjane.com. We love hearing from our, our customers and dispensary partners. Socrates, thank you so much for being on with us. And once again, we hope to keep up with you here at Cannabis Radio. And uh, once again, all the best. Thanks so much, brother. Have a great day. You got it. Join us in Anaheim, California, this October 22nd and 23rd at NCIA and CCIA's California Cannabis Business Conference. With 60,000 square feet of expo floor, over 3,000 cannabis business leaders, and over 100 thought leaders and policymakers, the California Cannabis Business Conference is the place to learn how to navigate the world's largest adult use market. Register today at www.CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. Thank you for listening to this edition of Grassroots Marketing on location, only on CannabisRadio.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.